This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Massive LSU football practice spring update or spring practice update. We got a quarterback race, y'all. Breaking sources, all of the above. We have a quarterback race. So I don't care what your mama told you. I don't care what your daddy told you. I don't care what your sources tell you. I don't care what your uncle twice removed who's got a subscription to Tiger Drops and tells you. We got a quarterback race on our hands. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to, oh, my God. You got one side saying this, one side saying that. Doesn't matter. We got a quarterback race on your hands this spring. We will talk about that right out of the gate when we get to LSU spring update. Also, LSU, how about them Tigers, baby? The Tigers go to Stark Vegas and bring out the brooms. They go sweeping. They went full Cinderella on Moose State. Miss State Bulldogs. Hoochie coochie. Most eight Bulldogs just got swept. Billy Bob's not really happy. 
But LSU sits second in the SEC West as they have a huge weekend uh, series this weekend against Arkansas. Uh, we will have some guests on this week. We'll be going six days this week. Six live shows for your Rudy Pooh candy asses. If you smell. <laughs> but we will be going six days this week. Uh, also, Rafino's Rants, I will be teeing off on the Notre Dame media and fans. You little fanboys, you little jabronis need to get your panties out of a wad and get over Brian Kelly just because you have academic restrictions and you can't get the players that LSU and Louisiana sputting out doesn't mean you got to get mad at Brian Kelly. Oh, my God. Oh. We'll do a Rafino's Rants on the Notre Dame media. And then we'll have Carter the Power Bryant, the man, the myth, the legend himself. <laughs> Carter the Power Bryant joins us at 7.30. My man, the myth, the legend. And then we'll talk some Saints. Is there, are they QB hunting? We'll talk about that as well. Our good producer, Zach D. Lee. Don't get it. I was about to say something uh, uh, bad, but I can't say that. Zach D. Lee, our producer, uh, is with us tonight. The Golden Boot Pod with the early comment saying, shout out to Ben Rafino's daddy for coming on the show last night. That would be me. I'm a lot of people's daddies. Uh, just joke. Guys, come on. Can we relax? Can we relax? Uh, pressure. Can I hold $50 to tomorrow? I'm talking all that money. I need to hold $50 tomorrow. Uh, Nookie. So let's get to a couple comments and then we'll get started. Nookie says, can't believe we swept with no defensive catcher. Talking about Hayden Travinsky for the no bunting crowd. Never bunt. Hashtag never bunt. You look like a damn fool. <laughs> never bunt. Wait, listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, I know you've only played in Little League. Um. I know that the last time you played was in Little League. So the never bunt crowd, it's uh it's not looking good. Nikki Nookie also says the crowd shot after the final out yesterday was incredible. The dude was empty. That it was uh as well. James sends us some stars via super chat. Thank you so much, James. Anytime you guys send us stars and super chats, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. So much does lead me to want to talk about our $500 gift card, not say gift card giveaway, but our $500 giveaway. Guys, we are attempting to hit a goal and we need your help. $500 out of my pocket, nobody else's pocket, coming straight from AYS. This is how you got, so if you want a chance to win 500 smackaroos, this is what you do. First, you go to Are You Serious Sports Network on Facebook. You follow us there. Then you head over right here, YouTube. Are You Serious Sports? You subscribe. We're By the way, we're only 65 likes to 10,000 on Facebook. Get us to 10,000. And then you go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. The way that we know that you've done that is by leaving us a review. So if you want 500 bucks... Get over there and do that. Okay, let's get started. Let's pay some bills around this thing. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. If you're on YouTube, as we just mentioned, 
hit that subscribe button and notification bell. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, hit that subscribe button as well. Need to talk about our good friends over at Bet Online very quickly, though. Guys, our partners at Bet Online have continued to be the number one source in betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including update odds, NBA playoffs. We got the Pallies tomorrow in the play-in game. And don't forget about the MLB, which is back, by the way. I got MLB the show this week. My guy's absolutely crushing. Actually, Ben Rafino's actually crushing the ball right now. He's better than Hayden Travinsky at catcher. Bet online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino poker games. It's easy to do it. Go over there. Promo code believe B-L-E-A-V to receive a 50% welcome bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V. Go over to Bet Online and do it. It's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline. .ag. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Massive football spring update right around the corner. We'll tell you all about it. We got a huge QB race on our hands, y'all. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We have an imposter in our midst. Jeff in the borough on YouTube, the Kentucky fan himself, Jeff Neal. That will take a while for Rafino's $500 Jeff in the borough. You make no sense, just like a lot of people that love the Kentucky Wildcats. So I just got to say that we do have a imposter in our midst. All right, we got to talk some spring. You know, Zachy, a week ago today, all I was told, Blank, oh my God, you're an idiot. We don't have a quarterback race on our hands. And then all of a sudden, within a week, <laughs> after I told everybody to kind of calm down, everybody chillax like your weight name's Will Smith. Uh, we see Jaden Daniels taking over at number one. Now, let me say this. That doesn't mean Miles isn't going to be the starter. That doesn't mean Jaden's not going to work himself into the starter. But after spring practice, Brian Kelly had some very choice words. Now, we want, I wanted to play the audio clip. Uh, we, I didn't get enough time to get it in here. But nevertheless, Brian Kelly had choice words about a quarterback that can help them run the RPO game. What have we been talking about this entire offseason? The entire offseason has been and it will always be under Mike Denbrock, what quarterback will help them lead in the RPO game. So the massive things that we saw this weekend outside of Jaden Daniels, I continue to think that Miles Brennan and Jaden will compete it out. you got people who are pushing for Miles, agenda-driven to some things. Same for Jaden Daniels. Let's take off the glasses what's actually going on in the field. Because the thing that I will tell you, and to some of you, that will take this behind the paywall, you can go ahead and do it. This is why I'm I'm allowing you to take this behind the paywall. If you talk to anyone 
and I mean anyone that's on that staff that watches practice all the live long day, Jaden Daniels has made a lot of strides getting to know more of his receivers. Him and Miles are battling it out. Now, you're going to ask yourself the question about Garrett Nussmeyer. Where does that leave him? Quite honestly, I think it's going to be a two-man race. This whole it's a three-man race thing, well, if it was, then why isn't Garrett running with the ones at this current moment? He's going to have to go through leaps and bounds to get there. That's a different topic for a different day. Because I know what's going to come. Well, Blake, what about what if Garrett would have started uh, in the bowl game last offseason? Not going to go there tonight. Not going to go there. But regardless, if you think that it's not a two-man race, you're outside your box. Completely outside your box of what LSU tried to accomplish. Jaden looked good running the football. Um, had Had two very good passes in the back of the end zone that were dropped by the receivers that should have been touchdowns. So... Working through some kinks here, um, I think we'll be okay with Jaden or Miles, whoever wins that position. Now, let me say this. Um, A lot of the talk was about Will Campbell. Will Campbell, the five-star left tackle or five-star tackle coming out of northern Louisiana from northern Louisiana out of Neville High School. Massive that he is already starting and when he should be attending his senior prom. Guys, that man should be putting a bouquet on his girlfriend's wrist and going to prom and doing the Dougie. Right? Like, he should be hitting the Dougie. He should be hitting the stanky leg. He should be not washing his leg for four weeks. Four weeks! Just so when he hits the stanky leg, it's ultra stanky. <laughs> I might have lost you there. To some of our older crowd, that's two dances. You know, you had the older crowd, you had the twist. Now let's do the twist. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. YMCA. Like, that's what you did. But we did the Dougie. We did the stanky leg. That is where Will Campbell should be. However, he's your starting left tackle for the LSU Fighting Tigers. Now, what I will say is he looked extremely well breaking down offensive line as I've done for a long time. He looked really good in the running game. He's got to get better in in pass pro. He's got to get better in pass pro. When you have an All-American that's lined across from you named B.J. Ojolari, sometimes, sometimes it's not going to be pretty, y'all. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. But I thought that Will held us on. There were times in practice this past Saturday when five-star number one overall recruit Mason Smith in a three-down line went up against Will Campbell and Will held his own. Shout out to Will Campbell. (laughs) Shout out to Will Campbell for being able to lock that down. So that leads me to this. If you remember a week ago today, I said this. LSU's going after Boundary Corner. Oh, Zachy. Wait a minute. Now, Zach, didn't a a 6'3", 284-pound, luscious man come out here last week and say LSU was going after a Boundary Corner? Huh? Very interesting. What your crystal ball got to say about that? 
I'm going to say this. If Will Campbell can lock down that left tackle position, who's to say you don't hold on to, to hold on to maybe one scholarship? Now, you got until May the 1st, so you don't have a lot of time. You, there is a deadline with this. I think it's May 1st or May 10th. It's got a one in it. I forget the deadline. But LSU is going to have to go after a tight end. <laughs> That's apparent. Very apparent that LSU is going to have to go after a tight end. Well, if you get a boundary corner and you get a tight end, guys, you got one scholarship left. Um, we'll get it, and we'll get into that as it as it continues to go. Carter, the power, Bryant, joining us in about fifteen minutes. Got a lot to get into here. Notre Dame media, if you're watching, you're going to want to stay for this right before Carter, the power, Bryant comes on. Let me let me transition this too. Um, I I don't know. So we talked a little bit about the offense. I don't know if um, Greg Brooks, the safety from Arkansas, hasn't been the biggest surprise for me, right? Like, the biggest surprise for me has been this entire camp, Greg Brooks. It's not, it's not even close. Like, it's not even remotely close. When the man is coming up with a ball and interceptions every practice, I'm not comparing him to this person. However, it is a little Tyron Matthew-esque. Now, I will continue to preach this, and I know that myself and Carter disagree with this. I don't like all the turnovers the offense is committing. I don't like the fumbles. I don't like the interceptions. I don't like any of it. Uh, Zach, put that up there because I saw that you just hit the deadline. Um, so it is May the 1st. Okay, so LSU doesn't have a long, a lot of time here. A lot of time. So um, with that being said, they're going to go get a boundary corner. They're going to put Greg Brooks in there. If Seven Banks, is the corner from Ohio State, is going to be the guy, and I have a lot of confidence, he is going to be the guy. Um. That helps you with it from a depth perspective. Gives you a lot of experience. A lot of experience. So, I think for me as a, as a whole, Greg Brooks has taken this spring football camp and made it his own. Now, what does he look like th- through the rest of spring? What does he look like during the fall? What does he look like in the spring game? I'm not going to take a whole lot of a spring game out of it. LSU's not going to come out and run all, everything that they know on defense and, and have. They're not going to do that, but we'll see. Uh, still think the defensive line's doing good. And look, I know a lot of people in the comments are talking about the O-line. What do you want me to say? Uh, but I thought the D-line had a good game or a good practice. I think that they're continuously developing to being uh, one of, if not the best in the country. I think that you outs – this is – this is it's the – newsflash – it's them and Bama again, guys. Like, you remember how LSU, and it was always LSU or Alabama, who had, like, the best or, or some of the best defensive lines in the country? Newsflash, it's there again. <laughs> it's going to ultimately, for this season, come down to come down to how, how LSU plays on the line of scrimmage. Um, I think Xavier Hill, the left guard, is playing well. I think the biggest question mark for me on offense right now outside of tight end is center. 
I, I don't know. Until Garrett Dellinger gets back, the Michigan O-lineman, I don't think LSU feels comfortable with what they have at center. Now, Charles Tunner's done good with the snaps. He's done good with reads. Has a very high football IQ. These are all things that we know. He's going to have to have a big offseason in the weight room. Massive. Now, there were some interior linemen from Georgia that win the portal this week. I don't know if LSU wants to go after one of them. I don't know how all that's going to work out. We'll see. I talked to some people today, and I know Mr. Tony Weaver, who's in the comments, will laugh at this. Talking to some people today, I, I, I think that LSU, they're having massive debates on what they want to do with the offensive line. There's a reason you're seeing a lot of cross-training. You're seeing Miles Frazier go into guard. We've seen guys who've worn the number 70 before and Lyle Collins, who was a tackle in the NFL, shift in and move inside to guard. We've seen this happen before. I will tell you, congratulations to Cam Wire because he looks a lot better being at the right tackle position. Knowing his assignments, being able to physically do things, having good reps against Ali Gay and BJ Ojolari, he looked really good. It's going to come down to both lines of scrimmage. All right, um, let's get to a couple comments. I might have to save my Rafino's rants till after Car the uh, the Power um, gets on here. But let's get a couple of these comments, uh, and then we'll transition into some baseball. Um, Doughboy, don't uh, Mr. Tony Weaver himself. He says, "Is the tight end from Bama better than Cole Taylor?" I, I I don't know that. I I, I don't know that. Uh, I would need to go watch him. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, how about the tight end from Bama or UGA? Um, yeah. I think Dornell Washington is better than any tight end we have on the roster right now. You got to go get one. We don't, we don't have a choice. Uh, Marvin Mackey Jr. says, Blake, I'm pretty sure you talked about this or talked about it, but what's going on with Frazier? I think they're just kicking him around. They're just kicking him around. Um, seeing what the best position that he can play. Uh, Kenny Russell says, Campbell will have growing pains if he starts as a true freshman, but he has good upside. He will come along as the season goes on. I agree with that. Um, but look, it's not ever the, the good thing for him is, is that he's going to see a, uh, a potential All-American at the end of the season in B.J. Ojolari. He's going to see that man every single day. B.J. is going to make him better. Mason Smith is going to make him better. If he can hold his own against Mason Smith, B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, Jacoby and Guillory, another guy I had mentioned tonight, Makai Wingo, the transfer from Missouri, who, quite honestly, if you ask people in that building, one of their biggest surprises was the truth was a freshman All-American, and Makai Wingo, who's doing some really good things uh, as well in that defensive line. They're really deep there. But those guys will make Will Campbell a lot better. <laughs> He's not going to see. There's not going to be a lot of people better than B.J. Ojolari in the country. There's just not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jason Brumfield says, is Jane Daniels' weight really an issue? Like people make it out to be knowing that Bryce Young is literally the same size, if not much bigger. Um, Bryce Young is not much bigger. I don't – he might be a solid 200, but his aloofness um, alone 
will we'll help that. Uh, Skipper Tally says there's a huge bias to Jaden. Can somebody show me show me where? <laughs> Can somebody show me where the bias is? I I personally don't see it. Like I I got to be honest. Now I could be wrong here. I don't see the bit the bias from Jaden. Guys, there's a reason he's running with the ones. <laughs> I, I mean. Wh- We'll continue to have this conversation. I'm, I, I don't have the – as we're doing six episodes this week, I don't have the um, mental fortitude right now on a Monday to do this. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, 499 via Super Chat uh, on YouTube. Thank you so much for doing that, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Holden Lee says, hashtag ask Blake, are you surprised Marlon Martinez hasn't made much noise? I am. I, I, I am. um. I, I am. Uh, I thought he would push. Um, I thought that he would push. I'm not going to say Miles Frazier. I, I just thought he would push a, a, a Xavier Hill or Charles Turner. Um, so, yeah. We got four minutes, but I want to get to some more of this baseball stuff, too. Clean sweep. Clean sweep. Now, Zach, I got to tell you, our producer, Zach, Zach, I got to tell you, you were wrong. God, were you wrong. Zach, oh, I think they're going to win the series. I think they'll take the first, the last two. Wrong. They swept. You know why I can say that, Zach, is because I didn't make a prediction. <laughs> I thought that they would win the series, but I did not give a prediction. So, that, therefore, I can tell you where you're wrong. <laughs> no, but good on Zach for predicting that. Look, bats came, uh, got hot. Trey Morgan, the GOAT, the wizard. Bro, Trey Morgan's just an absolute wizard. He's an absolute freak of nature. I, I don't want to hear anything more about Trey Morgan. I know he's struggling a little bit at the plate. Looks like he's got a little bit of an injury. I don't know if it's the foul ball he had off of his foot, why he's limping, or, or what it is. But when you absolutely – you can't convince me that Friday night's win, as our good buddy Matt Trent talked about on the show Thursday, LSU was always just a sliver away. The errors are still an issue, but for the love of God – it's, can we stop, get off this Hayden Travinsky thing? You remember, you remember when I, when we talked about on the show that, hey, if Jordan Thompson, K. Doty, fill the ball cleanly and get it out, LSU can win a game. Guys, they didn't have an error, uh, I think maybe one error, but I'm pretty sure they didn't even have an error Friday night. Blame Hayden Travinsky. Got a sh- huge shout out to your boy Pearson. Co-SEC Freshman of the Week. I I mean, blistering the ball. (laughs) You got to play these freshmen, man. You got to play Stevenson. You got to play Pearson. They gave you an energy that LSU was missing. Both are guys that hit from the left side. And what Jay has talked about, we need more left-handed bats in this lineup. Now, now, um, I have been told... And I don't know if Zach and them uh, talked about this on their show. Um, 
it is confirmed that it is a wrist injury or some type of arm injury. They are unsure at the current moment, but it looks like Gavin Dugas may miss this week, potentially, and then miss the biggest series of the year as they go into Arkansas. Now, you might be telling yourself, well, Blake, you have Carter the Power Bryant coming on next. How disrespectful of you, you Rudy Poo, to call Arkansas Arkansas. You're right. Me and Carter Bryant are going to battle and debate to the death. Just joking. Just joking. But Pearson came through in a big way this weekend. Before we get to Carter, the bullpen, absolutely phenomenal. This is what I got to tell you. You can always trust an Italian to close something out. Paul Gervais, stand up. All 6'10 of Paul Gervais, please stand up. Italiana, we gave you meatballs. We gave you spaghetti. We gave you pizza. We gave, I was about to say something really bad. I can't, I can't say it. I can't say it. But if I were going to say it, I would say we gave you the missionary position. We've given you so many things. The Italian culture and heritage has given you so many things. <laughs> so many things. The one thing that we also gave you this weekend was a save by Paul Gervais. Shout out. You got to love it. You got to love it. All right. Let's talk some more LSU football. None better at the GOAT. The GOAT. The greatest LSU insider on God's given planet is joining us next. It's not a joke. There's not a man alive that breaks down, and I'm serious when I say this, who breaks down more LSU football than Carter the Power Bryant. So let's get to a quick commercial. Let's do this, Zachy. I want Gramco. Now, I talked with Gramco today. They got new flavors, y'all. Hold on, Zach. Don't hit that button. I talked to Gramco today. They got new flavors. Fruit Punch. What? Blueberry gummies? Are you kidding me? Use the promo code AYS25. On your Gramco order. Let's talk about a good... Hey, <laughs> I'm not going to do the attorneys right after Gramco. That's just uh, that's just wrong. Uh, let's go to Gramco and let's go to our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure... If you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside as the state of louisiana no medical card is needed 
and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Okay, it's the man, the myth, the legend himself. When he wakes up in the morning, he he starts. Uh, what do you? What does a goat do? Does he? Does he? What does a goat? I mean, I know he buys, but I mean, is that what you do when you wake up? Since you're the LSU goat, you buy. No, I, I'll tell you this: I am not the goat. Well, I'm far from it. Stop. I I I, I, just, I I'll tell you this, man. Uh, goats and anything should not run a five six forty like me right now. <laughs> there has never been a goat in any sport outside of Bartolo Colon who has ever run a five six forty. Even Brady's probably like five two five three. I would guess Jerry Rice right now is probably still four nine. But I think if I ran a forty, I, I would probably be six six forty. I think that's about where I'd be right now, Blake. Good to see you, man. So the problem was is I'm calling you the LSU goat. Okay, uh, as covering uh, the sport, we didn't talk. You don't have to have athletic ability. You know, maybe typing, but your film breakdown is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Carter the Power Bryant joining us. You can follow him at, on Twitter at Carter the Power. His YouTube channel is absolutely fantastic. So Carter. Let's start off here. Is Bailey Jones firing in the first question? Pacow! Hashtag ask Carter. Do you think the quarterback battle is close, leaning right down the middle uh, after spring practice? Now, Carter, we did see Jane Daniels with a live design runs this Saturday, getting him out in space, RPOs. From your film breakdown, what have you seen? What do you believe? And what do you, what do you think uh, about Jane Daniels and his QB uh, competition? Yeah, so let's start off with uh, the younger guys, right? And we'll okay. talk about Jaden Daniels and Miles in just a second. So today I did a, di a deep breakdown on the snaps that we got to see this past weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm not going to lie, I was really blown away by Gary Nussmeyer and his processing. Uh, the first thing, though, is, you know, for me, Blake, and I know this excites you as an offensive lineman, and this isn't some kind of major revelation they're picking up blitzes yeah they're picking up blitzes and the second thing is will campbell's dominance is opening up a lot of different opportunities for mm. other offensive linemen to do their jobs even better mm -hmm. so the first thing is when they moved will campbell to left tackle you have seen the offense do better and i know you've seen the same thing blake and it shows you once again, Blake, you know this better than me. You're a former offensive lineman. It shows you how important that role is, right? So you, you saw over the weekend just with the plays. And I, I did film breakdowns on Will Campbell specifically over these last two days. He's blocking Mason Smith. 
He's blocking Ali Gay. BJ. He's blocking BJ Ojolari. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the fact that he's blocking dominantly. It's not just the fact that he's blocking screens. It's not just the fact that he doesn't stop until the whistle blows. It's all of that mixed together. It's the variety of it. And Blake, you know this from blocking different types of defensive linemen. It's hard. Sometimes some offensive linemen are better versus speed rushers. Sometimes some offensive linemen are better versus power rushers. Will has dominated everybody up to this point. So that's the one thing that's really stuck out to me, and it's made things a lot easier for the quarterbacks. And I think, Blake, uh, to to me what was really impressive was Garrett Nussmeyer just reading the field well, uh, just in the few snaps that we got to see this past weekend. And Walker Howard showing some dual threat capabilities. They had a few zone reads. Once again, a lot of walk-ons on the field for, for him. But he really showed me something really special. Blake, I don't know how you feel about it, but both of those young men really have impressed me over the past couple of practices. I think Walker Howard was everything that we thought he would be. Okay. Right. And the crazy thing is, he's just coming off of an injury. Okay. While, yeah. while having a thumb surgery and he's throwing dimes – that's top of the line, slim waist, cute face with a big behind. And so I'm very intrigued uh, by Walker Howard. I will say this. I will say this. I agree wholeheartedly with you about Will Campbell um, to the extent of that it moves everybody. Now, you covered LSU when Loyal Collins was there. And if right. you remember, they moved Collins to left guard and it opened up everything because they had depth at tackle. Joe Barksdale comes in. Then all of a sudden, Joe Barksdale is a draftable guy. Love Joe to death. We all know how that went down. Loyal was a dominant guy, then moved out yeah. to tackle. What I would say is, Carter, it's interesting to see what happens when you have a good coordinator that knows what to call and pass break and pass um pickups here's the biggest thing for me Carter the most massive thing offensively for me when the play wasn't there they're throwing it to the back in the in the flat I love it Blake that that is that is like biblical to me okay it it, it is when LSU got away from it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in in my life so I think that they're making good reads that that uh video you posted when I was watching Garrett Nussmeyer hitting it on the sideline to the running back. Yeah. I think it's Goodwin or Bradford was really good. Um, I like that. Now getting your take and your thought on the two guys that ran mostly with the ones and miles yeah. and Jaden. Um, how did you like that progress? How did you like when you broke down that film? Yeah. So let's talk about Jaden, right? They ran a QB counter and, you know, I, I spent an entire video breaking that play down and it was just really technical stuff that Mike Dimbrock was throwing in there, right? It's kind of like a, a, a great stand-up comedian. The best stand-up comedians are really good at putting a lot of punchlines and misdirections <laughs> in the course of a joke. Right. It is very important, right? So Mike Dimbrock does that with this play sometimes, right? He puts a lot of eye candy mixed in there. And it really shows you why they went after Jaden Daniels in the transfer portal because they were able to do that with uh, Desmond Ritter and that was how they got the most success versus Alabama. And of course, you know, to beat Alabama, you you have to, you know, move the football some, right? So 
obviously Jaden Daniels, you know, opens up a lot for that aspect. One thing I've really liked about Miles, though, is that it does seem like he has cleaned up uh, a few of his uh, mechanical issues. Sometimes his release can be elongated. He's been very quick. I mean, I, I, I've just seen his feet and his checkdowns, all that stuff. It's looked pretty good just in the very small sample. Um, I, I understand Jaden Daniels right now is a new shiny thing, but Miles has been working along. You've seen him working with the other quarterbacks. And the one thing about Jaden is he's kind of a quiet, reserved guy. So, you know, Miles has really shown me a lot over these past couple of practices as well. But, Blake, it, it, just looking at Jaden, it just gives you so much more if you had that dual-threat quarterback. When the pocket breaks down, he had a play where he does a really good job of reading pass rush angles, and that's one of his better attributes as a quarterback. So while Miles gives you a better arm, and he does give you more verticality in the passing game, and he does give your passing game a higher upside, Jaden Daniels just gives you so much with his legs. Um, so let's break that down a little bit. It, yeah. Carter, do you feel as if on Miles that he's just like, look, man, I ain't getting hit. If they gotta, if they gotta dump off, I'm firing it. Like, right. let, like, let's go. Do you think that's that shows me a little bit of maturity? But do you feel that as I do a little bit with Miles? Yeah, I do. And that was one thing. You know, I know the O for ten versus Missouri on God. third down was a big thing, but. Mm. A lot of what happened versus Missouri was the the pass protection of LSU was really bad at making calls. There was so much unblocked pressure right up the middle. And if you do have a statue quarterback or just really any quarterback, unblocked pressure up the middle is something that you want to avoid. And you see LSU working. A lot of times when there's unblocked pressure up the middle, the right throw is to throw to the running back. Correct. Also, something else is... Kayshawn is really key for Miles to succeed. I agree. Because he's on a different level vertically than all the other receivers. Now, I will say this, Blake. Jaden showed me a little bit more with this arm, even though the passes weren't completed, okay? So this is very important. If I were to pass along any little bit of knowledge, uh, as far as watching the spring practice cut-ups, don't focus on the end result of the play. No, thank you. Hold Don't on, hold on, that. hold on one second. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay. So I understand, right? We're football, we're highlight obsessed. We want to see touchdowns. They don't matter. They don't. Because oftentimes, <laughs> so true. touchdowns are happening against walk-on defensive backs. So let's take Walker Howard's deep touchdown pass. Against right? the- it was a highlight of the scrimmage. It was what everyone was sharing. Well, it was Kyron Lacey obviously one of LSU's six or seven best receivers, going up against a, a walk-on defensive back from California. Now he's out there doing his best. I'm all for walk-ons, but that should be completed every time. It was an easy throw. <laughs> that, no imp- doubt. So the more impressive thing, and we broke this down today in our film study, and I won't get too into detail about this, was LSU actually tried to do that a few plays earlier with a walk-on wide receiver, okay? And what happened was... It wasn't completed. Receiver- it wasn't completed, but Walker threw the ball where it needed to go, which was deep. The receiver ran the wrong route, and you can actually hear, I think it was Kayshawn on the sideline saying, hey, Jack, who's the receiver, Jack Rowling, you, you ran the wrong route. 
So this is what was really interesting. Uh So so here's what's really interesting about that is instead of your major takeaway being, well, Walker Howard completed a deep touchdown pass, the bigger takeaway was – Kayshawn. Well, yeah, number one, Kayshawn coaching up, you know, the backup receiver. But then the bigger takeaway is that Mike Dimbrock said, look, oh, you're going to give me a deep go? So I'm going to put a better receiver in that same spot. (laughs) Right. run the same play two plays later, and that shows you that an offensive coordinator or Brian Kelly, whoever called to play, is actually processing information and adjusting. And to me, once again, it is cut. It is a small sample. I thought the play calling was really good for all four of the quarterbacks. And they really did little adjustments that I thought were really, really special. Now, Another incompletion I thought that was really impressive was Jaden actually had a lot of pressure for Mason Smith up the middle. He threw a deep ball to Kyron Lacey. That was a 50-50 ball, and they threw a flag. It threw, it threw a pass That's interference. Right. That was excellent stuff right there by Jaden, right? That's a huge play. That's 15 yards. They didn't actually walk it off or whatever. But I always say this, right? Don't always focus on the end result of a play, right? Walker Howard, we want him to hit those deep shots. It's good that he hit the deep shot. But the more impressive thing was the fact that the LSU coaches saw, like, okay, Walker's reading this correctly. Let's put a better receiver out there, and let's see if it actually does work. And it did. And that shows me a lot more than anything else. Well, and like you like you said, uh, the one in the back of the end zone, the on the opposite side, the first one that they – so it's the same scenario with Kyron Lacey on the opposite side. Right, exactly. J- Jane yeah. Daniels throws a fade route, man-to-man coverage. They sent seven. Mike Jones, who is literally an an eyelash away from the sack. He throws the ball, and then Kyron Lacey on a 50-50 ball, then misses it, which, again, if Kayshawn's out there, then what? Okay, so – Yeah, it's it's a touchdown every time. It's a touchdown. So, those – I agree with you there, um, which is very interesting. Um Zach, fire! I know we have like twenty five thousand questions for Carter yeah, because they love him so much. Can we get to some of these questions of hashtag uh, Ask Carter uh, inside the chat? Carter, the Power Bryant, joining us from LSU Power Hour. Uh, first one's from Spencer. Hashtag Ask Carter. What made you want to cover LSU? Uh, let's come back to that one, Carter, um, yeah, very yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, Zach, if we have some of the, let me see. I saw one in here. Um, Rick says, hashtag ask Carter, will we see the back utilized more in the passing game this year, in your opinion, given our lack of proven tight end and a strong wide receiver core, or will the wide receivers get the lion's share of the attempts? Um, Carter, I'll add to that. Are you surprised that they're putting the, the tight end in the slot, not on the line of scrimmage at the current moment too? Yeah, they're just trying to see if, if, if that works, right? That's mm-hmm. what makes them comfortable. Right. So like Dimbrock and Kelly, I know LSU fans are going to be like, well, we, we need four wide receivers. We don't have a tight end, but that's not them. That's not who they are right. as coaches. Right. And I understand, you know, the, the adage, right. Coaches should always adapt to their talent. Well, those guys are always known for tight ends. Right. If there is one thing that uh, that our dear beloved uh, LSU fans know is that LSU hasn't had a long history of tight ends, right? They've had Richard Dixon. They've had Thaddeus Moss. They've had right, right, right. Wide receivers is what LSU is known for. So I know a lot of fans are wondering, well, are we going to run more four wide receiver sets? 
Well, right now, LSU is just seeing. Let's just see if Jack Mashburn or Cole Taylor is the answer at tight end. Them running routes is kind of painful to see. Like, for instance, right, um, LSU tried to run something called mesh. Right? Correct. It is a, it's, it's a Mike Leach staple, okay? LSU receivers, LSU's not known for mesh. It's not, that's just not us, right? So they, they tried to run mesh with Miles Brennan on a play. But Jack Mashburn and Kyron Lacey ran into each other, right. which disrupted the timing of it, right? Let's just say Jack Besh is in Jack Mashburn's spot instead. Those two aren't running into each other because, you know, Jack Mashburn is not a receiver, right? It's not what he's known for. He's a block and tight end. So, yeah, I understand that there's a lot of people that are going to say, well, I just want all wide receivers out there. But it's not. It, it's just not that simple. But I do think, Blake, if we get to this point, point next year you are going to see a lot of jack bash playing that tight end role and it's essentially a a 10.5 personnel if you will carter they got to go all in i mean they got until may the first they got to go all in at tight end i i I mean at this at this point you got to go find somebody and pray to god that you hit i i hate to say it like that but um brother it's 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 not good right now neither with jack you know, I want to see what Mason Taylor can come in and do, but you're asking a lot with that, a, ho- a whole hell yeah. of a lot. Um, yeah. Fire in one more, Zach, the Golden Boot Podcast, the first one. Uh, he said, they say, hashtag Ask Carter, our good, our good friends over the Golden Boot Pod, says, now that Brad Davis has had time to learn his players, how big of an impact was he made? Now, Carter, we talked about this briefly. Um, massive. So here's for me, because you broke down this play. I'll use the Jane Daniels one. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, uh, Cam Wire, on the pull counter where he's right. sealing the edge. I think that that was humongous, and that's the yeah. impact that you have with a with a position coach now here more than a year. Yeah, yeah. Cam, I, I, I know you agree with me, Blake. Cam's better on the right side in general. No doubt. Uh, I, I kind of like the Miles Frazier right guard, Cam Wire right tackle combo for right now. I think it looks pretty good. Obviously, we'll see what happens with Steen and those guys. I don't want to go down the Steen rabbit hole here, but <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam Cam is really good. Cam's a really good football player. I don't like him on the left side. He has really been inconsistent there. On the right side, he, he's solid, right? Is he special? No. Is he deculous? Maybe. And that's all you're really looking for, right, at that spot. But yeah, you know, obviously, let's take Brad Davis, for instance. So, comes over from Arkansas. He wants his job more than anyone else. He's from Baton Rouge. You saw him do a good job as the interim coach. He's making 850k a year. I actually think he's done pretty good, Blake. I, I thought Blitz pickup was better last year, even though the offensive line play was inconsistent. I do think, though, this is going to be the big thing. Who's the center going to be? Right? Our good friend Danny, you know, pesters me about this all the time. Me too. And 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 she's not going to stop until LSU has a real deal center. Now, it did say a lot that Brian Kelly put Charles Turner in front of the media. With that said, Charles' snaps have been a little inconsistent. Uh, he had he had one bad snap this past weekend, and I do think it cost LSU a big play. I, I broke that down a little bit earlier if, one, if people want to see it. Um, is Charles Turner your answer at center? No. I don't know. We'll, 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 see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what Garrett Dellinger does when he gets fully healthy. We'll see if LSU can – magically find one in the portal but we'll see about that so that's going to be the biggest answer that brad davis is going to have to to do because 
look, we all love Liam Shanahan. This guy played through a lot of injuries. It's it's not acceptable. These it was very inconsistent. So figuring out who the center is going to be is how Brad Davis earns that ridiculously high salary for an OL coach. And I'm not I'm not I'm not blaming him for it. I mean, he's getting paid though, and and he has to find a center because if you don't, Blake, it's going to be another seven and five, eight and four year. I think they got him, and they're holding on to him. I, I think I, I have a lot of faith in, in Dellinger. That's my hot take of the offseason. I, I hope you're right, man. I hope that's my, right. that's my hot take. If he if he's remotely good at the play, at the uh, uh, at the line of scrimmage, I, you know, people take the A and M game and they're like, "Oh, look at him in A and M." Yeah, he's got. We already know what happened. He's got a torn rotator cuff. <laughs> I, I mean, he's in severe pain. I, I mean, like, let's just chill out. Uh, Carter the Power Brian joining us. Follow him at Power Hour. Uh, we'll let him plug it there at the end. I want to yeah. go over to the defense very quickly. We've talked about a lot of things. Um, I said this earlier, Carter. I think that the biggest impact guy for me so far this spring has been Greg Brooks. When you're yeah. a defensive guy and you're, uh, you have the ball that much and you turn the ball over that much, it's Tyron Matthew-esque. You got to give that to him if you if you're forcing that many turnovers. Is he that big of a surprise for you this this spring as he's been for me? Yeah, Greg, Greg and Joe, right? The two Arkansas right. transfers have been phenomenal. They really have. Um, I think for me, Blake, the biggest thing on the defensive side of the ball is okay. We're, we're used to seeing you know Neil Farrell and Andre Anthony and those guys. They were really good last year. For the most part, the LSU defensive line was really good. I think up to this point, we've seen something kind of shift, right? Mm. And once again, Blake, you're you're very anti overhyping a true freshman. I am too. But once Will Campbell moved to left tackle, the dominance of the defensive line just hasn't been there. It it's has not, not. It has not been there, right? Outside now, of outside of BJ, outside of BJ, but other than that. I mean, yeah, but. and 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 even even then, they they've done better. Like it's 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 opened up a lot of things, and I understand that they can't hit. I understand that that's a that's a big thing, right? But still, I, I I've Will Campbell's eating Ali Gay alive. Will Will Campbell's doing a really good job, and that's made everybody better. It just has it, every single play that I've watched. Will has made everybody better, and it's it it really blew my mind. I did not think he was going to be this good. I do think Will, at the end of his high school season, really put in a lot of work, right? Like, he was already really good. But a lot like Mason Smith. So, uh, for those that don't know, Mason Smith, when he before he got to LSU, he actually changed his body. He changed the way he played a certain way. And that's why, you know, UCLA, he was already the best defensive lineman on the field for LSU, right? That's right. Some guys just have that extra gear, and Will, you can just see, has a certain type of work ethic that you just can't teach. You could tell that he really wants to be great at it, and he, he's really been special. He really has. Now, once again, these are really good defensive linemen he's going up against. Can he do this versus Will Anderson and Dallas Turner? Can he do this in, in the absolute biggest spots for a full season? We'll see, but... Up to this point, I think the biggest thing defensively, like you said, Blake, Greg Brooks and Joe have been excellent. I just think this offensive line is starting to play better 
I'm ready to see the defensive line come back and assert their dominance like they did early on in practice. Last question for you, Carter. If Will Campbell can lock down that left tackle spot, can you would you would you use that on a different position outside of offensive line? I mean, I mean, look, you got a you do have a lot of depth. Okay, maybe not experience depth, but you do have right. a lot of bodies there. I mean, you get another one, you're at you're at you're at 19 scholarship guys on the offensive line. If he locks down that that position, what other position can they go after or or do in the transfer portal? I mean, what would they need? I mean, you can use more corners, but I think Seven Banks is coming. Um, do you go after two tight ends? Yeah, I mean, look, we we did get a little more information from Polian, and he said that they do want to go after another offensive alignment, and he also said that they're going after a four offensive alignment class for the next year. That's right. And I think he's referencing four high school players. Right. 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 So that, that does add some clarity. So hopefully there, there's something about a true freshman coming in that really pushes into the mind of everybody that's been there three years. Right. So let's put every, I want everyone right now to put themselves in the shoes of Marcus Dumerville and Xavier Hill and, um, all these other four-star offensive linemen that have been in the program for a year or two now, they're saying, look, I need to get my butt in gear for me to be able to get a slot so right. I can play next year. Right. So hopefully that message is sent to every other offensive lineman saying, look, yeah, he's special. Yeah, he's a great talent. Yeah, he's a good teammate. But I personally want to take myself to the next level so I could play, right? And Something else you did a lot last year offensively, Blake, was they had an unbalanced line. So they would bring another offensive lineman in. God, drove and, me insane. But Yeah, and sometimes it would work. Sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes it would be a little too obvious what they were trying to do. But guys like Doomerville, guys like Cardell, guys like those guys were able to get more snaps when, when you do that. So hopefully those players in particular say to themselves, look, true freshmen are now getting snaps over me. I've been here too plus mother effing years. It is my time to submit my spot and put my name on the map. And hopefully that does it because like you said, Blake, you know, it's depth, but is it reliable depth? And that's what Brad Davis is going to be looking for over these next couple of weeks. That's what makes you the goat. So the last <laughs> 30 minutes is what makes you the goat. It's not no. debatable. No, it's not it debatable. Is debatable, man. It is debatable, man. Yeah, tell Look, that to Jesus when we're at the pearly gates and he's he anoints you the goat of LSU uh, sports. If if I if I had a five four forty yard dash, I would agree with you. But I'm still at five six, man. Can my, you my, beat my, Rich Eisen in a forty? That that's a good question, man. I, I'll say this: I could beat him in a forty, but I couldn't beat him in a forty if we're wearing a suit. Right. And he runs in a suit. <laughs> I, I couldn't run. I so the, remember, remember what happened last time I was on here, right? We had a, a seersucker situation, right? That's uh, right. Where I couldn't fit in the seersucker suit. So I'd eaten too many tacos and stuff and I got too fat for my waistline. And I didn't know seersucker suits fit tight. Those mother efforts fit tight. So they had to get me a bigger waistline. We won't say that number, but 62 it's close well it's not an offense alignment like it's not it, I, it's not I, will campbell say, 66 right it's not it's not a 66 it's it's 
let's just put an over under Devin White's NFL jersey number. That's that's where we were going, right? So, uh, so that's the thing, man. I got I got to lose some weight. I ran a five k this past weekend. It was my slowest time in like forever, and I see like sixty year old guys running like this. And I'm running like a like a like an albino walrus like across the finish line, and it was it was it was ugly. It was ugly. Oh my god! But oh. uh, but no, Blake. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks to Nurse Court, Kevin, Kyle, Rob, all the all the good people, and shout out to uh, Zach Lee. Shout out to Pooh Bear, the Golden Boot Pot. I saw you on this past weekend. That was really good. And Blake, keep growing, man. You keep too, brother. It, baby. Hey. I've been listening to, I, I, Mike Jones is getting me excited. That interview, I, I look forward to it, man. I look forward to the little clip, man. And my favorite thing about Mike, man, is he talks with his hands. I just love this. Man. He does. He, I mean, he does. It's just crazy. You get, a, you get a hand show with it. I don't think I could do the, the whole hand stuff that he's able to do. He's so special. But... Blake, I really appreciate it. I appreciate all your listeners. Very, and uh, Very fun. quick story. So we were talking about Po' Boys on the show Friday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to say how it went down, but I sent him a uh, a picture of Big Daddy going to get him a roast beef Po' Boy. Let's go. Demolished it. Don't, I don't want the French fries. I just want the Po' Boy. Okay. Fantastic. He's like, look, man, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I got. I, I, we got stuff we got to win. And Matt House will get on me, and uh, you know, you got you got to love his determination, man. You got to love his determination. God. Now, if, if we win in Atlanta, I swear to Christ Almighty, I'm buying him the whole blue store chicken. I, I'm buying I'm buying all of it. Okay, I'm just letting it be known. If we it. win in Atlanta, nil deal. Everybody on the LSU's teams gets uh, a week's worth of blue store chicken. That's all I'm saying. I've already mapped out the financials. It, it, we're good to go. I love it, man. I didn't know Mike was on the TB12 diet. That's good stuff, man. Dude, he, you, I got to admit this. Um, he has put on some weight. Good. Like, good weight. Like, look, he was mad at himself. You could tell in the, in the, in the scrimmage, in the scrimmage, uh, when he's about to sack Jaden Daniels. And, you know, uh, but I think he's going to be a force, man. And, you know, look, Carter, very quickly, and I'll let you out. We haven't even talked about Harold Parkins. We're talking about all these freshmen. We haven't even talked about Harold Parkins yet. So what happens when he gets in there? I'm not, I'm not going to hype myself up tonight. I got biblical things to do after this. All right. No, you should. No, you should. No, I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing, right? I do think just based on what we haven't seen up to this point, I do think he's going to play a lot. I think he's going to play a lot. You don't more. have a, we don't have a choice. Yeah, I, I I do think you know like like for instance, let's say Xavier Carter and Desmond Little, who's working that backup outside linebacker Jack role. Um, you know, the, the, they're promising players, especially Xavier Carter, right? I, uh, he's I mean, my sleeper, by the way. Yeah, he, he's he's a deep sleeper, and both of those guys are going to play a lot of special teams, right? But. The, the one thing I like about Harold Perkins is there's a lot of good dual threat quarterbacks that LSU is going to play next year. The one thing about Harold is none of those quarterbacks can outrun him. They can outrun every other defensive lineman, but they can't outrun him. Now, BJ's a really good athlete, but 
at he times. Harold he Par- he's not Harold Perkins. At- he's not Harold, right? right? He, 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 like, he struggled bringing down, like, Bo Nix, who is a very athletic quarterback. And Bo Nix is really tough to sack. Bo Nix isn't outrunning Harold Perkins, right? So just from a pure chase down, even if he's not, like, you know, the finest – most refined Von Miller pass rusher in the world. I, right? We don't need that. You don't need that. You just need someone to run and get mother efforts down. And Harold Perkins, if there's something that guy can do, is he can get people to the ground. He, he's an animal, right? So he might be the best running back on the team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he's he he really, really, really is a special athlete. So, you know, I do think. Just look, just looking at what we've seen up to this point, right? He will get to play because of that, right? Because sometimes you just got to let uh, him figure it out on the field. And there is some refining. He didn't play a whole lot of defense as much as you probably think he did in high school. Uh, but, you know, once he's focused fully and ready to go, he's going to be great. He's going to be unbelievable. I can't wait to see him. Um, you're talking me into nine and three. Look what you did. Oh, Nine and three. I would love nine and three. Hey, if he goes nine and three, give him coach of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know this is something else about it, Blake. Uh, we're we're gonna stay here all night. Screw it. Let, let, that's fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> all but, right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. So so let's say let's say nine and three. Tennessee's better. This, this is the best Tennessee we've seen in a while. LSU gets a, a little unlucky that they're on their schedule. Right. Arkansas returns their quarterback. This could be Nick Saban's best quarterback DN combo. Well, it is his best quarterback DN combo he's ever had. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough schedule, but uh, if you do go nine and three, it's, it's really good, especially, you know, we haven't seen the over-unders in Vegas yet of what the win total is going to be. I think LSU a little birdie. Uh, I can't do this, but on your left shoulder, if you point down from your left shoulder underneath your name, what is that? You, you're pointing at it. Bet online. Bet online. Okay. A little birdie may or may not have told me that it's oh, going to be ahead. it's going to be eight point four. Eight point four. Interesting. Where how you how you feeling on that? Are are you are you overing or undering it? Oh, point? I'm overing that shit. I, I'm over. I'm overing it. Um, because life is too short to play unders. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Life is way too short. Let me tell you this, though. Let me tell you, let me tell you from, how do I want to say this, Carter? From someone who obviously makes a living from gambling and things like that. Right. If LSU beats Florida State, the odds of LSU going from an eight-win ten, an eight-win team to a ten-win team goes up by two hundred percent. Right, I'd agree with that. Okay, so with that. with that alone, I think. Look, I I think that you you're anywhere from between eight and four and getting a ten wins in a bowl in a, in a bowl game. Yeah, the, the only thing that. for me is. What have you thought? Look, we're, 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 we're Carter. You got ten more minutes. We'll go ten more yeah, minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. Go 10 more. Yeah, um, what are your thoughts about the emphasis of Brian Kelly talking about a championship? I mean, I don't know if he is trying to just push his team, but somebody forgot to tell that man that we've gone six and six and five and five in the regular season the last two years because he's talking like natty. 
Like he's talking championship. Okay. Example, every single message we get for him is we're going to graduate champions. We're going to win this. We're going to win this sucker. What is he thinking then? What do you think? How do you take his words? Yeah, so a, a lot of coaches say that, you know, they're going for championships. But it is interesting that he has mentioned it, you know, as, as much as he has, right? I, I, is, is there a possible ceiling of a college football playoff? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I uh-huh. just, I, I think so. But I, once again, you know, Alabama, this is going to be the best team Saban's had and, since 2020 it's gonna be right? his best and, front seven since 2011 yeah easily right well 2016 front seven was really good for them but we're not here to fantasize about alabama uh i they're, they're really good okay they're gonna be really tough to beat now the issue though is let's say you do beat alabama my issue isn't the fact that lsu could beat alabama it's avoiding two other losses because i don't think anyone else is going to beat Alabama. I don't think Nick Saban is ever going to lose more than a game now, especially if he has Heisman Trophy level quarterback play, right? So the the issue becomes winning all these other games. And I think, you know, what we sometimes forget and and this is, you know, the highlight culture that we live in is, you know, like for instance, plays don't exist in a vacuum. <laughs> there's plays that happen before, there's plays that happen after. Also, what makes college football really special is that games don't exist in vacuums either, right? Yes, you play a singular game, but it's how those games are sequenced that are sometimes very important as well. And what we've seen, even with the greatest LSU team of all time, that week seven, week eight stretch is brutal brutal for LSU, right? 2019, the eighth game of the year versus Auburn, was their worst performance of the year on offense and special teams. It was our best defensive performance, but it wasn't – it wasn't a great offensive performance, right? And all the other years, it's been like that as well because it, it's tough, you know, to play that many games in a row, especially with the revamped roster. So, you know, I, I, I think 10 wins is, is, is reasonable. But like you said, Blake, that first game, because let's say, let's say you do lose that first game versus Florida State. Then you have a locker room that is like, oh, my God. Here we, we go again. Here we go again. So – you know, like you said, that first game is going to be worth two other wins on the schedule. So it's such a good point. That's me. exactly what they said. Okay, basically, right. if you beat Florida State, they feel that you could beat Ole Miss and that you can beat Arkansas. Not because Florida State's better, but because the mentality of LSU ramps up. So, again, when we talk about LSU, we – we. Carter, there's not but maybe four teams. And I, I'm being very ginger with four that have more talent than LSU across the board. There's just There just isn't, okay? When you talk about LSU's talent, okay, across the board, when they step off the field, there's not a lot of guys better than them athletically. I, I think that that's the biggest thing for them. So with that being said, now I want to ask you this, and I think this is how I take these words a little bit. I think Brian Kelly knows his defense is going to be okay. I think that the reason he's preaching it so much and why he giggles when Jane Daniels runs for a first down and the camera's on and he's giggling like a little schoolgirl, I think he 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 is in hog heaven. Hog heaven when Mike Denbrock did, did what we described earlier and the breakdown of calling plays. 
because he doesn't have to worry. Like, he does not have to worry. Um, You talked about Denbrock. Do you think that um, he likes that, having him back? Because it just seems like he's just – this is my perception. It feels as if Kelly, too, is like, um, man, where has this talent been? That's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's something else to to, to keep in mind as well. You know, going back to the season opener thing is that LSU's had a lot of shaky season opener performances. I don't know why that's been the case. Shaky, shaky. Yeah, even in wins, right? Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I don't don't know why that's been the case. Hopefully that changes. But, yeah, you you make a really good point about just all the talent that's out there, especially all the talent at wide receiver, right? I, I, I understand that, you know, so, look, I, I know Mike Jones goes to your channel. Yeah, right? So, like, you, you want to be as objective as you can, but we really do think Mike is a really good football player. So, like, for instance, for me, like, I, I think Jack Besh is really good. I think he could be uh, better than what he even was last year. I know he came on my channel, and that's cool. Uh, I really do think he's really, really good. I do. I think he beats man coverage consistently. I think he converts a lot of third and mediums, which was a big issue for LSU in 2020. He fixed a problem, fixed a major problem. So I think, you know, just those two players, I think Jack and, and Kayshawn are two of the best players in the SEC, and Kayshawn's one of the best players in the country. It's, you know, finding how all of that else, all of those other things are going to fit in. What is a wide receiver rotation going to be like? What is a running back rotation going to be like? Obviously, LSU is bringing in a lot of guys this summer that could have big roles on this team, but Noah Kane being one of those and Harold Perkins. So how all that comes together, Blake is going to be so key. And I, I think for me, you know, and you mentioned this a lot, you've done better at this than anyone else on YouTube. As far as LSU, you done a really good job letting people know that there was a lot that needed to get fixed behind the scenes. Now no you're doubt. more privy to behind the scenes information than I am. Bull shiznit, but continue. No, no it's true. It's true. I'm, I, but I, I want to back you up on this. There was a lot of there was a lot of reorganization, a lot that needed to happen behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And we did learn something specific that actually happened behind the scenes from a CBS piece earlier this week that Brian Kelly was changing how everyone communicates on the staff. Right, that in and of itself takes a week to figure out how to do. At the very least. And, and Carter, right. I'm going to be honest, it, it takes more than that because right. you, then yeah. the, everybody that's there has got to get accustomed to it. It's new. It's mm-hmm. new. Right? Outside it's of Frank Wilson, outside of Frank Wilson, because he knows everything LSU, yeah. hey, I know that my old door code is 2007 or, <laughs> or 7777, hashtag Leonard Fournette, or 3307 right. for Jay Hilly and Leonard Fournette. Like, other than him, it's all this is new. Right. Carter, yeah. the, the simple fact that they're having recruits at practice the way that they are, the way that the media is up on a stand shooting video and, like, they're escorting them. Everything to the core, to the core is so attention to detail that right. it right. makes you just believe that, like, bro, what is going on here? You know? Yeah. I mean, anyway. All right. Come on, man. Good times, man. Good times. All right. Well, uh, here comes the boss. Come here. No, you don't do. Get a little man's here. Come on. 
This is this is the hey daddy, I'm going to sleep. Get your ass off the uh <laughs> oh, story time, baby. Come here. Story time. Let's go. Oh, the passy tonight? Hey, tell that. Mr. Carter, are you going to be a starting left tackle for the LSU football tigers? Yes or no? I is that. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you believe or will you let Mr. Carter break your story. recruiting story? story? Will you let him break the story? That's also a yes in Baby Talk, Carter. So, exclusive rights here to the power. <laughs> You're so silly. All right. We're no, gonna... like, I do, I do want to say one thing. I love you. I, I, got, I got some good news today. Okay. Right? Okay. So, I, I wanted to make this announcement. You're the first. You're the first person to know publicly, right? I'm getting to go to the game Wednesday night in the blender. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm, ex I'm pumped up about this, man. Let's go, pals. Let's get a dub, man. One in twelve to the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Do so, we uh, see a Zion sighting? See that. Let me let me put it this way. Is it actually a good thing if we see a Zion siding? I think that's the more fascinating. Question. No, in my opinion, maybe yeah. ten minutes, fifteen minutes, but outside of that, no. Yeah, I, I'll say this: in a one-game scenario, don't play him. But in a series, play him. Right? I agree. I, 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 th agree. I think that changes everything. Well, Blake, I really appreciate it, and we'll see all you in the blender on Wednesday night. Let's go. Later, brother. Thank you for, for staying pat. This has been an amazing show. Probably the best show that we've ever had. I'll see you later, man. And I'll be tuning in to Mike later this week, man. Awesome, brother. We'll, talk, we'll talk soon. All right. Let's bring in our producer, Zachariah Lee. Uh, you got to unmute your mic. Unmute it. We in here. We in here. All right. So, Zach, we didn't spend a lot on baseball. Um, so, I'm going to give you the floor on the baseball this weekend. What did you love and then we're going to get out of here. What did you like about LSU baseball this weekend? Um, so, really, I mean, I like the pitching a lot. The pitching was really good on Saturday. They, they pitched really well. A lot of guys came in and, and got the job done and, and it closed out the game. I think you saw, you know, a team that hit in the clutch on Friday. And then on Saturday, or Sunday, you just saw a team that just put the foot on the gas and and choke, <laughs> choke held Mississippi State and just said – we're going, we're going to sweep y'all. And, and it was a really good series. So you saw clutch hitting on Friday night, bullpen dominance on Saturday night, and then just offensive explosiveness on Sunday, which was really encouraging to see. So, but here's the thing, Blake. I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I said this on our tweet after the game Sunday. You got to, it's got to continue, right? Because massive, after the massive, Florida, massive weekend. Exactly. And and, and I, when I say that, I don't mean like they need to win the series. I mean, I want them to, but I'm saying it, it, it depends on how it looks. Like, because coming out of the Florida series, you know, we were like, oh, man, they've turned Road around. Warriors, bro. When Road LSU's Warriors. wearing the gray, don't doubt them. It, it does something for them. It does something for them. Uh, we got so, a text. And then you had the Auburn series. We have a text into the show. From Kyle. Kyle says, hashtag ask Zach, when you go to the barbershop, do you ask them to give me the Tebow? <laughs> no, I do not. Okay. I say, cut it short, fade it, and then give me a hard part. That <laughs> is what it. they call the Tebow. 
So yeah. I guess so. So yes. All right. I'm Zach, gonna start talking about Barber, the Tebow. I just want Zach. I agree with you. Um, let's talk a little bit more baseball this week. Uh, I've, when is the midweek game? The game's tomorrow, right? Tuesday night. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we we'll, we'll see about doing the show. Then we'll we'll we'll, we'll work around that. But until then. Uh, we'll see you. Zach, we're going six days this week. Are you prepared for what The I'm Rock ready. is about to give you? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We'll see you guys again soon. You guys have a good night. Carter the Power Bryant was fantastic. We'll see you all soon. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.